Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have the question before us. Are we all God's children or only the Christians? We are armed and ready to go with the word of God. And I have a comment I want to give right up front on this topic. Go ahead, brother. Satan's subtleties are everywhere. This is such an easy biblical thing, but Satan is subtle and he wants to give people false comforts. Right. And so this is uh, simple, but of critical importance. Yeah, because uh, here's what happens. Everybody believes that they're a child of God. But the Bible is incredibly clear that all people are God. Uh, let's pray, and we're going to get into this. Because, Amen. you know, here's, here's the biggest problem with the answer to this question. The, the biggest problem to the answer to this question, and you said it, you just said it, with Satan's subtleties, how he deceives. Mm -hmm. He takes a little bit of biblical truth, misapplies it, or applies it where it doesn't fit. And we're going to show you this plain and simple from the scripture. John's got it all lined up. He's, he's got a menu here from the word of God to answer this question once and for all. So we don't, nobody's driven about by every wind of doctrine. Amen. Brother, open us in a word of prayer. and We're going to get started. Yes, sir. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as we speak your word to the hearts of your people who truly know you, who are your children by new birth in Jesus Christ. Anoint the, our lips, anoint the ears who listen, that we would draw close to you, love one another and show the world that we really are your disciples because we love one another in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Listen, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're just going to, we're going to bring, bring clarity to the question because Satan has deceived her. We're all God's children. God loves everyone. I thought that I'm, I'm God's child, you know, and That's here's what's, here's what's interesting. We're all God's children. God loves everyone is a half truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a half it. truth, but it sounds so good. Oh, yeah. It and kinda, those are the subtleties. Sorry, yeah, brother. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's just it. The subtlety. The enemy wants to just keep us off. He wants us thinking something's true when it's not and something's a lie. You know, he just, he's a father of all lies, father of all deception. But this is very, very important because... You know, if I think somebody's a, a child of God and and they're really not, well then, and I don't give them the gospel, shame on me. Absolutely, their blood will be on our hands. Absolutely. God holds us who who truly are born into His family. He holds us accountable to be bright and shining lights to these people. Their blood is going to be on our hands if we treat them like a a, a, a child of God when they're not. Right. And here's one of the things I want to point out. Christians don't divide people. The Bible divides people. Yes, sir. You know, they say, Christians, you're so divisive. But if you read the scriptures, which we're going to clearly see today, that there are two groups of people. Yeah, it's so clear from the scripture. It is incredibly clear. And so for people, for the populace to, and even Christians, shame on them. Shame on them. They need, they need punched in the nose. For lying to the lost. Yeah. We are salt and we are light. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we want to just kind of go along, well, everybody's God's child. And so why well, don't have <laughs> to worry about it? I'm telling you, this is a big deal. This is not only identifying who people are 
God already knows, but it's also being responsible to people as they are. Yeah. And let me remind you, if you get salt in the eye, it's going to burn really, really yeah. bad. And yeah. this might be a little salt in the eye today. A little bit. But when we get this and we identify those who, oh, they'd be children of God by creation, but not yet born into his family, not relationally his child. And we we treat them appropriately. They need to be born into God's family. Then we begin to fulfill God's purpose for us in their lives. Right. God has saved right. us for a reason, put us in a circle of people mm-hmm. and we're responsible to show them Jesus. Well, and the other part of this is we have, God holds you and I accountable. For two reasons. We're going to be held more accountable than the average guy because, number one, uh, we are pastors. Uh, Number two, we are teachers of the word of God. And the Bible says that he will hold us more accountable because we are either leading people to Jesus or we are leading people away from Jesus. Kind of no halfway, no nothing in the middle there, is it? There's nothing. Kind of like Jesus said, if you're not for me, what? You're against me. Yeah, yeah. This applies here. And here's the other thing. Uh, we're getting into it. I don't want to jump ahead. Dang it, man. All right. Well, Johnny, <laughs> I, I, Johnny, I want to be so nice. I want to make everybody happy. You yeah, know that ain't going to happen today, happen. brother. <laughs> Let's good. let Jesus do the talking. Uh, yeah. We're the good guys. They're going to think Jesus is the bad guy, but Jesus is never the bad guy. Well... He just tells it like it is. I was listening to the radio coming in today, and they uh, listened to K-Love. I typically don't listen to the radio. I just ride in silence. But <laughs> but they were asking, I really, I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. I just want to disconnect from the world. Uh, but at any rate, as they're talking, they're talking about the subject. Should, be, should you be confrontational, blunt, or should you ease everything into it so you don't offend anyone? And the guy was like, why? He goes, if, if I try to make it so that I don't offend you, all of a sudden my point will get lost in my rhetoric. Now, that's not exactly what he said, but basically what he said. And, and, I, and I believe that to be true. Why should I take 20 minutes to tell you what I could tell you in two minutes and then let you deal with it? Mm-hmm. It's not because I love you less or more that I'm blunt. Well, God's all wired us different. You know, you are a prophet. Uh, my wife is a prophet. She just give me the facts. And yeah, leave your, me alone. your wife's like, look, don't coddle me. Just feed me. She, she can take it <laughs> and she can give it too. Right. But she's so, she's really under spirit control. And uh, I'm an exhorter. I kind of meet people where they are, try to groove my way into the situation. And uh, that's not always the best way to do it. Right. I don't want to be offensive, but I'll tell you the ultimate eternal offense is knowing Jesus and not sharing him with those who don't. Right. That's bad. (laughs) And that's eternal. Yeah. There's no repentance from that. Yeah. I had one guy say, you know, the problem with exhorters is uh, they're so sweet. They make me have to go to the dentist and that's painful. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Johnny. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. All right. So here we go. Are we all God's children or only the Christian? And so I want you to see, and guys, you got to hear, listen, this has got to be real clear. The scriptures are clear. This podcast is going to be clear. The problem is on this particular situation, if you don't get it, the question isn't, it wasn't uh, the scriptures, but our hearing. Yeah. 
we're it not hearing to, clear. It comes down to the authority of Scripture. Do Absolutely. we really believe what God says? Because if we do, it's simple. That's 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 it right there. Do it's we simple. really believe what God says? He identifies who people are. He saves us, and then he has placed us. He saves us and places us in a circle of people, and we were responsible to them. And to identify who's who is really important. It's not for uh, up to us to do it. It's up for God to do it, for us to be discerning, and uh, he'll do his part, and we have our part. Exactly. Very well said. All right, here we go. The Bible is clear that all people are God's creation. Colossians 1.16 says this, for by him all things were created uh, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him, and for him. So everything, including people, are God's creation. Very different than God's children. Creation and possession, but not, well, we're going to show other scriptures. Yeah. We'll explain it. Let God so, explain it, John. So, I don't want you and I to get into trouble. Just there let you God go. explain right? it. So, so the Bible is clear that all people are God's creation. The Bible is also clear that God loves the entire world, John Amen. 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that is, every human being that ever existed in life, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, being Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. So we see that that uh, all people are God's creation, and we see that God loves the entire world. But who belongs to him and who doesn't? That's the question, right? We did a podcast not too long ago, does God love everyone or just a Christian? Mm-hmm. And, and we talked about how God loves the entire world, but he has a special love, a special connection with just a Christian. You need to go back and listen to that one. It was just, um, uh, I don't remember what month it was. But Yeah, they're kind of kissing cousin podcast, <laughs> but they come down to the, the same truth. Mm-hmm. God identifies who people are and why. Right. Well, and does God love everyone? That's, that's all about God and his love toward us. Are we all God's children or only the Christians? That comes down to us loving God. Mm-hmm. There you go. Say that again. That's, that's awesome. That, that is the distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. God's love is God loving us. Ownership is our relationship to God. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is all about us. Mm-hmm. God just lays down the... God lays down the qualifications to become a child of his. And you're either going to decide or not decide. Again, it becomes, this is on us. God's love is on him. So here we go. The scriptures are very clear. Only those who are born again, right? Only those who are born again are children of God. And oh my goodness, in some areas, and I remember in the Northeast, this is one of those areas where if you use the term born again, people came unglued. Yeah. I'm not one of those born againers. Like it was a cult or something, you know, the born again cult. Yeah. And I was like, well, wait a minute. It's what called you... the church of Jesus. Right. So yeah. how about this? But Satan twist terms. Yep. And uh, when you go to the scriptures, it explains the terms. Well, and, and the born again is the very words of Jesus. And so to go, I'm not a born againer or I'm not born again. I'm a child of God. If you're, if you know anything about scripture, if you're a child of God, you're born again. And if you're not born again, you're not a child of God. I mean, it's, it's just crazy simple. John one twelve says this, but as many as received him, Jesus 
to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So they weren't children of God until when? They believed and received Jesus Christ. It's where the switch goes on and off. Yeah. You're, you're his child by creation in a sense, but now you're a born-again child of God. You're in his family now because you believe. Right. And 13 goes on to clarify it even more. Yes, sir. 12, but as many as received into them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Verse 13 says, who were born, not of blood, Right, not not of the physical flesh, but you're born again. Right, so it's not of the uh, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so, verse thirteen literally takes it and says, "You're born again, not born again of the flesh, but you're born again of the spirit, the spirit of God." That's the whole answer to this question. Now we have john's got ready to show a whole bunch of other verses that say exactly the same thing yeah. but if we but, were to end the podcast we could legitimately end it right there and go okay it's good and well, we answered the question but see satan's relentless he's yeah, not going to give up yeah. and so god takes something of this importance and he's going to say it over and over again and that's the purpose of our podcast is to be right. biblical answers to legitimate questions and you just said it and which is why we're going to keep going because God says it over and over and over again. It's kind of like when I do stewardship month at the church and I talk about tithing and they're, they're like, pastor, why do you keep talking about money? And it's not because I want your money. I could care less about your money, but if God has your money, he has you. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of Where ultimate your treasure is there's your heart also. Exactly. And, and, um, and I said, do you realize that God talked about money more than he, Jesus specifically talked about money more than he talked about heaven and hell combined. Mm-hmm. Because money is typically people's God, right? And so heaven and, have, heaven and hell are out there waiting at the end of the, at the, end of the ride, but uh, money is in our face every day. It's every day. Yeah. And so just like I went over all the scriptures multiple times because I want people to see what God thinks about money. It's not the root of all evil. It's our heart toward it. This is the same way. Are we God's children or only the Christians? There's so many verses over and over and over and over and over again that I want you to have clarity where you, when we are done, you will not say, oh, well, you took that out of context. Yeah, amen. It's interesting. Why would God say this over and over and over again? Obviously, so we can get it. But because I think because Satan. We're slow. <laughs> I think Satan is relentless on this. Yes. He's just relentless. Yeah. Oh, God loves everybody, which is kind of a half. It is It is a truth, kind of halfway, but it's 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 the, the half that's left out that makes all well, the Well, and that's what we said in the beginning, the half truth. Mm-hmm. Romans eight sixteen. Here we go. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. There's a very clear distinction, if you're a child of God, that you will live for Christ and die for Christ. Mm -hmm. And the word if, and if children. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's good. It's not like, well, everybody is. That if is a contingency, and here's what proves the if, if you're willing to suffer for Christ. Another verse comes to me when Jesus is concluding his Sermon on the Mount. He said, uh, Jesus says, 
enter in at the straight gate mm-hmm. is an invitation. You have to enter in. Right. Narrow uh, is the way. Narrow is the way and enter in. That's a decision we have to make for wide is the gate and, you know, broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction. So if we believe, um, if See, so, that, there's that. that's what I said. This whole thing is contingent on our decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just brought another relevant scripture verse. In. I, I think you fantastic. I get a point, John. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a point. I might take <laughs> it away later. But I'm give it I'll deserve it if it goes. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the guy that has to do my editing. So uh, he, yeah, he's uh, yeah. His points disappear sometimes on editing. Um, do, so. Romans eight sixteen though. Behold, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. First uh, John one three. My apologies. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him, Jesus. This verse is huge clarity that there is a separation between the Christian and the people of the world. The world sees it. They recognize something has happened. They pull back and accuse it. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's... But the Christian... There's just an incredible difference. But then verse 2 goes on, beloved. Now, John, who wrote the Gospel of John, and also 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, he wrote the books of John. He says, beloved. Beloved is distinguishing his audience, the Christian. Okay? Beloved, now we are children of God, clarity, And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And so again, we, if you are a child of God, you live for Christ and you become like Christ or at least attempt that. But for for the world, they want nothing to do with Christ. And so they're not all. There's a separation there we see in verse 3 that kind of shows who is and who isn't really uh, in. It says, he that is born of God uh, purifies himself. There's something inside of us that we're not really satisfied with ourselves. We want to be pure. I want my tongue to be pure in reference to gossip. I want my eyes to be pure in reference to lust. And before I was saved, I I didn't give a second thought to any of that. If I feel like saying it, I'm saying it. Well, because because you had you had nothing to compare it to. It's hey, live life, man, enjoy life, do whatever you want. And the Holy Spirit that comes inside of us constrains us. It Mm -hmm. holds us back. It says, "Hey, wait, don't say that. That's 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 gossip. That don't say that. That's negative. That's mean. Uh, That's selfish. Don't say it. Don't go there. Don't." And uh, but there's that desire in those who really are His children to be pure, like unto Him. Before I was saved, I would care my, compare myself to other people. You know, right. I, I'm not. I'm a bad. <laughs> I'm not a bad doper, man. I'm only organic. I don't do the chemicals I, anymore. Yeah, compared. Plus, to, I share my dope with other people. Yeah, right. I'm a good Christian. I share it with everybody, man. And the other guy down the road, he doesn't do that. That's right. So I'm better than. Yeah. So I'm a Christian. He's not. I'm a Christian doper. How stupid are we? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> but I really believe that. Right. Hey, talk about in darkness. <laughs> Right. Johnny so, got pulled out of some bad stuff, man. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Good to be on the team. So check this, verse 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous, or Jesus is. 
Verse 8, he who practices sin is of the devil. <laughs> That's pretty clear, isn't it? Two families. Mm-hmm. Not all people belong in the same family. Mm-hmm. The scripture is very clear which family is the biggest. Yeah. And unfortunately, and it's the devil's Unfortunately, family. it's Satan's, right? As we continue to go through the scripture, you're going to constantly see a separation of the world and the Christian. Please understand, we're not trying to cast anyone out. We're trying to educate you so we can bring you in. Not into our belief, but into the family of God so you can go to heaven. If we can't get you there, or if you don't go there, if you don't make a decision for that, then you have no hope. You're of your father, the devil. And oh, and that's the other thing. That, that tweaks people out. And I had a lady send me uh, a message. I'm not of my father. I'm not of the devil. I'm my father. Uh, God's my father. And I got it. And I, I responded and then it came back that it didn't, um, that, that they didn't get it. So I'm going to have to respond again because now it's a month old, but I just realized it didn't go out. The scriptures very clearly say, if you don't know God, Satan is your father. That's what Jesus said to the Pharisees, the religious leaders, oh you are God. of your father, the devil. See, there's two families and you know, Jesus didn't want them to be right. in that family. Jesus was trying to get him into his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Verse 10 goes on to say this in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. And his brother is not his neighbor. His brother here is his brother in Christ because who's he talking to? You got to go back to verse one and it's beloved. Mm -hmm. Beloved. You need to love your brother and that's your fellow brother in Christ. Just I just point that out. but, But the reality is, if you practice a life with, uh, of righteousness, you're God's. If you don't, you're not of God's. And so if you say you're saved, but you're living like the devil, dude, you might want to look and see if you're really saved. That's all I'm saying. Uh, how about this? In Scripture, the lost are never, 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 never referred to as God's children. Never. never. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, it says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. And you, who is you? Well, it's the Christians of the church of Ephesus. And before that happened, they weren't in his family. And so Paul's making a distinction again, the difference between the two. He's talking to the Christians in the church of Ephesus because we're in Ephesians chapter two. And he says, you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse two, in which you once walked, According to the course of this world, you, you were there and now you're here. Clear distinction again and again, Duke, it not, it shows that not everybody is a child of God, but it also shows you what you're lacking and where you need to be to, to become a child of God. As we go through this, you're going to see clearly through the, the, the scriptures. Verse two, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Verse three, among whom also we, who are we, the church of Ephesus, we whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature 
naturally born of wrath or into the family of Satan, just as the others. See, here's where people miss, and and I'm uh, I have to bring this out. The virgin birth, and I know this is nowhere in my notes. But I think this is huge here. Yeah, it's the theological foundation. It's absolutely the foundation. What happens is we have the virgin birth. Jesus Christ is born of a virgin, does not have an earthly father. We read in Romans where sin is passed through the man. So whereas by one man, Adam, sin passed upon all the world, all the world was sin. Jesus is born of a virgin. He, God is his father. It's a miracle birth. There was no sex there between God and a woman, so we can cancel that out. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And so, guys, listen, when it talks about being, by nature, children of wrath, literally, we are born with a sin nature. And here is proof, right? Because people are like, oh, I don't have... No, no, here's proof. How about this? You have a two-year-old. Your grandbaby, my children, your children. I got a two- and four-year-old upstairs. Who taught them how to lie? They're good at it. And they're <laughs> <laughs> who made that mess? Not me. I don't know. Or Did how about you hit this? your sister? She got a bloody lip. Did yeah. you hit your sister? No. 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 Only two in the room. No. no. Or how about this? Have you been into the Oreo cookies? No. All the while they got chocolate. It's running them. down their faces, yeah. all up in their teeth. No, not me. Are you sure you didn't get into the? No. These are Sunday school girls brought up in the house of God with parents who pray with them and their nature is still depraved. Yeah, because by nature, we are children of Satan's. We're born into the family of Satan to become family of God. We have to be adopted. Mm -hmm. So here's what happens. Sin is passed through the man. Well, if you think about this, guys, we'll go all the way back to the beginning. We have we have Eve who is deceived. Where did Eve come from? From God, the Father. Yeah, but what did he uh, create her from? Adam. From Adam. Yeah. I, I lost that point. Yeah. I, 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 geez, dude, you, look, you took away my joy of taking away your point. <laughs> I took it away. My, I earned it. I earned it, man. Yeah. So, so well, the problem is, I stopped drinking that coffee. You did. I did. If I had that that third double double of that uh, espresso Dude. stuff, I would have gotten that instantly. So here's the. <laughs> John's my new drug dealer, man. <laughs> Brings in this coffee, man. Oh man. So I do my own homebrew. You guys, if you've listened to this uh, so podcast, good. you've heard it in the past. But it's a kicker, man. I mean, it's it's stout, right? I love it. It only I think that batch only took me 15 hours, 16 hours to make. So at any rate, I bring it in and I bring in a, a whole cup. Yeah, it's not the little espresso cups. No. It's like 10 ounces, 12 it, ounces. It's yeah, it's 14 ounces. There you go. About, take away the ice, you got about These 14. These are big cups. And Duke gets about a third way into the coffee, and we sat down. And, and <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we shouldn't have so much fun on these podcasts, John. I, I'm watching Duke. 
write some stuff on the paper. And it literally just squiggly lines. I'm like, I'm looking at his hand and you can see it shaking. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and today I backed off. I didn't want to get too high and stay high too long. So I backed off and now, now my brain is not functioning, John. And I feel this up, which is, um, what is it? 20. You're immune to it. 20. <laughs> I have a lower tolerance. <laughs> Uh, you're you're driving track. to lunch today, John. I, I will. I'll drive, uh, mainly because I'm scared. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got off track. Let's get back on this. So at any rate, by nature, we're children of wrath. We're born into the family because all people come from Adam, and Adam has a sin nature, and that's what we get. We get the sin nature. So listen, uh, ladies. You can you can blame the man. <laughs> you're theologically correct. And you're theologically But ladies, correct. you had a daddy too. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yes. that's right. You got yours from your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's theologically true then, too. <laughs> For all have sinned, male and female. Yeah, so There's don't none don't, righteous. None yeah, what one. Don't blame the husband, blame your daddy <laughs> and uh yeah. your mama's husband. That's right. <laughs> your mama's husband. That's what you blame. <laughs> Oh, uh, we have digressed. All right, here we go. So uh, everyone has a sin nature. We're born into it. That is what makes us children of Satan because we will absolutely do the things of Satan. We do not become the children of God until we make a conscious decision to follow Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Romans 9, 8 says, that is those who are of the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as the seed. And the promise is literally the, the children of what God has offered and we've accepted. Could it be any clearer than that? Uh, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. I know. So it isn't. And by the way, the children of promise are the children of the resurrection, the rapture. We're yeah. going to be resurrected. So it's not a question of finding out what God said, what God meant. It's a matter of accepting it. Oh, dude, yeah. that is perfectly said because that is where we are. Listen, instead of being born as God's children, we are born in sin. And because we all come from Adam and we all have a sin nature, Jesus, was his father was God, so he doesn't have the sin nature. That's one of the reasons why he cannot sin because it's not in him to do so. And that's why he's a lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world because he had no sin. Because he had no sin. And that, that the, the virgin birth is the what line separated. of demarcation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. John the Baptist had that figured out right from the beginning. Isn't that amazing? He did. He right. just, but can you imagine the excitement that he must have had to understand what's going on? Right. And now here we are. I think we understand more than John the Baptist did. And yet as we walk closer to the Lord and understand him more, it puts us more at odds with this world. Yeah. As we walk closer to Christ, it puts us at odds with the world. And as, as the world walks closer to, to the world and Satan, it puts you at odds with God. Yeah. This is part of... Um, Stepping up to the plate mm. uh, as a follower of Jesus, it's given unto us on the behalf of Christ, not yes. only to believe right. on his name, but to suffer for his namesake. And we, we step up, 
you know, the Christ is the only way to heaven. I'm, that doesn't offend me a bit, but it offends other people. I rejoice that there is a way to heaven, and Amen. he invites everybody to come. Right. So it's, it's part of the, this whole issue is, is really foundational to us. We, we've passed from death unto life by believing. Now we're adopted into his family. His spirit abides in us, and he calls us to stand. Yes set an example for those who are not yet in his family and to live such a life that they see something supernatural about us and they know they need what we've got. I remember that 17 year old girl who brought me to Christ. I knew I needed what she had. Right. And uh, so that's our calling. You you clearly see there's a difference. So sin separates us from God. And in the same time frame, the same moment that is separating us from God, it's aligning us with Satan. John uh, James, great, great way to put it. Because listen, you, you're you're either for me, you're against me. You're either walking with me or you're walking away from me. It, it, mm-hmm. it it's at the same time. It's happening at the same time. It's not like I'm going to stop walking with you and I'm going to start. No, 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 no. The minute you stop, you've already started. Yep. The, but it goes in reverse. The minute you stop walking with Satan, and you decide on Jesus Christ, the minute that happens, you start walking with Jesus. It's you know what what you just are saying here, John, is what I think the scriptures would call rightly dividing the word of God. And the enemy doesn't want us to oh my goodness, rightly no. divide anything. He yeah, just and wants and, to divide. And we're gonna see that this this separating from God and aligning with Satan, which by the way, Satan is God's enemy. And if you are doing the things of Satan and you're not a child of God, you become or you are God's enemy. James 4, 4 says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? In order to be, if you become like the world, you are going against God. And so if you stand with positions that the world stands with, but it's anti-scriptural, you're standing against God. And you can justify it all you want with, I'm loving my neighbor. But you're hating God. How do you love your neighbor? Oh. If oh. your neighbor, how do you do that? If, I, I, it, you know, if your neighbor is uh, unsaved in the other family, and we treat them like they're okay when they're not okay, we've we're a mess. Yeah. We should live a godly life in front of them to show them that they need what we've got. So we have a res- I, all the way through this I see responsibility, mm-hmm. accountability, we must show them we the scriptures identify who's who right. and we're out to reach them. That's yeah. what screams to me. Well, and, and and again, my point is um okay, uh, a beautiful example. Man, I hate to even bring it up, but it's just in our face constantly. What really frustrates me What really, really, really frustrates me is someone will post on there something about the uh, LGBTQ, right? And they slam the church or the Christian that that will not support that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then they call us hateful, bigoted, racist, blah, 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 right? And, And yet it's another Christian... And I say that loosely because I have to really question if they're a Christian, if they are supporting the things of Satan's family 
and attacking the people of God's family, you have chosen your side. Yeah. Kind of uh, exposed our hand. Yeah, exactly. And so, and, and what happens is, that's why James writes, you adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or war with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And so if you are supporting all of these ungodly movements, Duke, you're an enemy of God. Now that doesn't land well on ears. It's the truth. But it's the truth, man. Yeah. And, and so, and if you're going to argue, like people argue with me all the time. Oh, you're so hateful. You're hateful. How do you talk bad about uh, B- BLM, uh, yeah, BLM movement and, and LGBTQ movement and Antifa movement and this movement and that movement? I'm like, hey, are you paying attention to them? They're going against scripture. No, they're not. Blah, blah, blah. You're, you're right. And it's like, are you, are you, okay, are you saved? Are you yeah. are you we're born li- again? We're living in the last days when the, when the, uh, our Lord told us that uh, people would say evil is good and good is evil. Yeah, we're there. So when we come out uh, upholding biblical principles and exposing people for the yeah. communist views and the things that they've actually said, and yes, BLM. Uh, leaders, how about this? No, how about this? You point out the ungodly that they said, the evil they're going to do, and you point it out, and then the person who's supposed to be a Christian would go, they didn't really mean that. Yeah. Who are you to discern their heart? The heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, man. I'm okay. I got to take a breath because that mess jacks me up. <laughs> Settle down, Johnny. I'll take over here for a moment. Okay. My veins are going to start your popping. breath here. Get your pulse rate down. <sighs> Get your heart rate down. Hey, you know what I did? I'll make this public. I probably shouldn't. Uh, so about two, three weeks ago, I quit taking my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> I'm controlling it well, with that coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I'm controlling it with diet and exercise, but but uh, and it seems to be working well for me. So praise God for that, Duke. This stuff just just makes me mad. It frustrates me, right? But I guess, listen, I guess if you're not upset at people supporting the world and attacking Christianity that call themselves Christians. If that doesn't upset you, I don't know that much will. Well, Johnny, when you love the word of God and you love the people of God and you have to defend them, you have to defend the word of God. And that puts us in offense with the world. Jesus said, they hate you because they hated me first. That's part of this uh, picking up your cross and following Christ, which today people just want to blend in and don't, you know, I don't just kind of fit with everything. But, but look here, everybody's a people of God. Yeah. But look here. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity uh, with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I'm not, listen, I'm not telling you don't love the people of the world, but that love doesn't mean that you accept and defend their sin. That love simply means that you stay kind to them and share the gospel. And I think it would be you sort of confront their sin. Listen, you know why I discipline my children? Because I love them. The Bible says if you spare the rod, you hate your child because you didn't love them enough to teach them the way they should go. So it's the same way as what you just said. The girl who brought me to Christ confronted my drug use. She confronted my filthy language. Yep. She confronted 
my moral uh, problems. Yeah. She confronted them. And she held me accountable and said, look, I love you. I think you're a great guy, but you are in the dark. I want you in the light. You are in the family of Satan. I want you in the family of God. And it, there was offenses. I, I, I turned away from her and didn't want to hear any more of this. And then I'd come back, and it's like, she's right. She's right, and she's not trying to hurt me. I knew that. I think our listeners know we're not trying to hurt anybody. No, listen, listen, and I'm I'm passionate about the Word of God. I just, man, we we got to tell truth. I, w- I want to stand on the Word of God, no matter what how deep into Sodom we we sank. Oh my goodness, and we're sinking. Uh, uh, sin separates us from God, and aligns us with Satan. Look what Jesus says in John eight forty two. Jesus says. If God were your father, you would love me. If you don't love Jesus, you're not of God, right? But then he goes on. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Then a few verses later in John 8, 44, he says this to the religious leaders and the Jews, uh, the lawyers, like all these people that were coming to attack him, right? The Pharisees. In 44, he says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So again, in 842, he says, if God were your father, you would love me, right? And you would believe what I say. In 844, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do what your father wants to do because the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then in John 847, oh, my goodness, he puts the smack down on the litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that's a nice phrase. He smack I, down on the litmus test. I love I'll this. Find that, this look, this is one of my most favorite passages because it brings incredible clarity. I'm passionate today, baby. I love you it. Are. All right. You're so here we up. go. 847. Jesus says, He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Could that be clearer? I don't think so. So here's what I ask people, and I'm going to ask you. Do you believe the entire word of God, the Bible? If you say, no, you're not of God. If you say, Yes, and then I asked this question. Oh, so you believe that a big fish swallowed Jonah, held him to the bottom of the ocean for three days, at the third day vomited him uh, up on the beach, and then Jonah's obedient to God. You believe that? Oh, come, come on now, that's that's a little stretchy for me, right? You're not of God. I, I love that story. I throw this in here. Sometimes I don't know if it was a three-day survival in the whale's belly or the fish's belly or a three-day resurrection. Here's what I do know. He was in there for three days. He came out alive. And And obedient. And obedient. 
facts. Whatever happened changed everything. It changed everything. Do you believe a big fish swallowed Jonah? If you say no, you're not of God because that's his word. See how easy this litmus test becomes? Yeah. It's and then if I say, do you believe all the Bible is true without error, without contradiction, it is the word of God, and you say yes without exception, you're the child of God. See, the litmus test here to me is a beautiful litmus test because it really does show who you are. And if you question the word of God, in other words, you don't believe it or you believe this part but not that part, you're not of God because it's either all the word of God or it's not the word of God. And Jesus says, he who is of God, hears God's words, believes God's words. And then he says, you do not hear God's words because you're not of God. And the scriptures also say that the natural man, the unsaved, right, they think the word of God is foolishness. Mm -hmm. See how the word really, it's your belief in the Bible. What your thoughts are on the Bible, the word of God, should clearly show you if you're a child of God's or not. Scriptures are music to our ears, or they're an offense. Yeah. So listen, those who are not saved are not children of God. First John 3.10, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not a God. Now, I find it interesting here that he uses the word practice. Don't, don't just tell me you love God and don't tell me you love Jesus and your lifestyle is not lining up. If you are not practicing, which literally, if you go back to the original Greek, that word practice is whoever does not live a habitual lifestyle of serving God. I've heard it say in the Greek, it's the aorist tense, which we do not have in the English language, but it means a past completed action with a present continuing effect. It doesn't mean that we're not ever going to sin again. Dude, you just got a point back because you that was, oh, that sounded really good. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of dangling brain cells grabbed hold there for a moment. But it what it means is we won't continue to practice sin. Right. Now that the spirit is inside of me, my nature is still to sin. And if I yield to the flesh, okay, then the, the spirit inside of me is grieved. Yeah, he convicts me if I if I confess my sin and repent. It's I've restored my walk with Christ. But if I don't, for whom the Lord loveth, He will chasten me. Mm. If I don't listen to conviction, He'll chasten me. And so it's not a verse that says that Christians will never sin again. Right. It just means that when you are a Christian, you won't continue to live in sin. Sin will bother you. You'll be convicted. You'll be chastened. You'll be corrected. You'll be brought back. He who says he has no sin deceives himself. Yeah, we, we have sin, but we don't continue to walk in right. it. There you has know? to be, there, at some point, there has to be an adjustment in your thought process where you go, this is wrong, and I need to stop. I need to control it. There's, here, everybody I, will have an, a, a certain besetting sin that pops up, but we deal with it, right? and we move on. But here's another interesting part of this verse in 10 it says in this the children of god and the children of the devil are manifest whoever does not practice righteousness is not of god nor 
nor is he or who, nor is the person who does not love the fellow Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Believing the word of God, obeying the Lord, listening to his message and and loving Christians are just the the signs of uh, uh, our salvation. Yeah. And people who are like, blast a Christian, uh, don't want anything to do with those in church. You need to question your salvation. Absolutely. According to this verse. All right. So we become God's children when we are saved or when we are born again, John three, three, how much clearer can this passage be? Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. As this goes on, because he's talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, and Nicodemus is like, uh, in verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered. Jesus brings clarity to his statement of being born again. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, one must be born again. Jesus makes it very clear that without hesitation, the flesh is the flesh, the spirit is the spirit. How are we born again in the spirit? We have to believe unto Jesus Christ. We are adopted into God's family through the relationship of Jesus Christ, Galatians 4, 5, and 6. To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. He wants us to know for sure we're in. And he also wants us to know for sure a lot of people who say they are in probably really aren't in. Well, in this podcast, you are getting clarity mm-hmm. on where you stand. I mean, it's not just, I mean, you're not getting just, oh, hey, here's information. Guys, we're, we're giving you litmus test. We're giving you just so you can test the chlorine in, a, in, a, in water. We're giving you things that you can test spiritually speaking to see, do you really stand with God or is Satan your father? I agree with you. That is for our listeners to, to search their own hearts. But I think even more important, the fact that our, you, our listeners are listening is a result because you do love the Lord. And I think a, a big part of what we're sharing today is that you are set up to have discernment. Our listeners about other people in our in your lives so that you can kind of be aware of their condition. Oh, yeah. Not to judge others, not at all, but to perceive where they are. Right. Because if I'm treating somebody as a child, a born-again child of God, and they're not, I don't know if I'm doing them any, any favor. You're not. Matter of fact, because <clears throat> even Jesus talks about how the Pharisees would get people convinced that they were a child of God. And then he says, you made it twice as hard to save them from hell. And in first John, it talks about uh, if you see somebody sin, a sin unto death, I am not quoting it exactly right, but we as believers see how other people live 
and part of our walk, especially as pastors, is to kind of hold people accountable. We don't want to be mean. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to cast doubt. But when, when people aren't living right, there's a reason. Right. And a part of being a good shepherd is taking that injured sheep and sometimes they well, have to break that sheep's leg if it's running off and carry it around for a month or so. Well, and Jude, attachment back. Jude even speaks about it and says, hey, if you save a sinner, bring him back, right? Save him where they're saved, whereas by fire. But it says you have saved uh, someone from a multitude of sins, or was mm-hmm. that James that said it? It was either Jude or James. But there, there's a difference that we make in people's lives when we speak truth into their life and and listen how else can someone be saved except for they hear the preaching of the gospel now this is teaching not preaching but the same principle pretty close jesus came teaching and preaching and so i've always heard preaching reaches the will teaching reaches the intellect so we reach the intellect for the purpose of acting upon it yeah so I'm not sure if this is preaching or teaching. So this is teaching, and then when I get all jacked up, it's and preaching. It's preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians 1.5 says this, because we were talking about being adopted into God's family. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now that predestined doesn't mean, and we're going to do a podcast on that one day. But the predestined does not mean that everyone's predestined to heaven. What it means is God predestined before time decided he was going to send his son Jesus to die for the entire world. So the entire world has a way to Jesus or to, to, to the father in heaven. So that predestined is God predestined the world an opportunity for salvation, not predestined the world as saved. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother podcast. I'd love to jump into that. We're going to do that one. Yeah. I just have to get all my notes together. We're just running out of time here today. Right? So this is clearly seen in verses like Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And again, we have more verses that say, if you're living like Christ and you're professing Christ, you're living through the Holy Spirit, via or by the Holy Spirit, you're the son of God. If you're denying the Holy Spirit, you're denying Christ, you're denying the scriptures, and your life it looks like a train wreck, are you the son of God? Now, I can't judge the heart, but I can sure enough judge the actions to say... Scriptures say no. Exactly. Uh, verse 15 goes on, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So again, it's clearly seen that if you are a child of God, you are going to act more godly than what the world does. And if the if you have someone who has nothing to do with God, they're not of God. So quit trying to make them feel better like they are. Uh, those who are saved are children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.26 says this. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So without faith in Christ Jesus, we are not, not the sons of God yeah. or children of God. You know, every one of those verses are clear. 
it's not hard to figure this out. This this is so simple. It comes down to like you said, are they going to believe it? Uh, are you going to believe it? That's that's the question. It's not whether this is truth or a lie. It's whether you're going to believe this truth or you're going to allow Satan to continue to lie to you and keep you deceived. That's what it comes down to. And if you think that your way gets you to heaven, um, and I, I love this, and we're going to land the plane here, is people are like, hey, I'm going to heaven. Why are you going to heaven? Because I'm good. Really? According to whose standards? Because a pedophile thinks they're good. So who are you asking depends on what standard you're going to get. And listen, if your standard doesn't line up with God's standard, guess what? Your standard doesn't work, and your, and, and God's standard says there's none good. Holy Bible. God's standard says there's none good. There's none righteous. No, not one. For all of sin comes short of the glory of God. For everyone needs to be born again. If you're not born again, I want to give you this opportunity because you have to understand this. Without Christ, you go to hell. With Christ, you go to heaven. Period. There's no, there's no exceptions. And you can say, I don't believe it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. It doesn't change the truth that it is. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says this. And I want to give you this opportunity because we've, we've set this whole stage up of, of who's the son of God or children of God and who's not the children of God or all people are children of God or just the Christians. And just the Christians are children of God. If you're not a Christian, you're not a child of God, which means you're not going to heaven. But you can change that today. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 goes on and says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. My preacher would say, don't try to just figure it all out, EJ. Just uh, open your heart, call on the Lord, and drive down a stake and be born again. Guys, I'm going to tell you, if you don't drive the stake down, if you don't land and settle on Jesus Christ, you have no hope. Listen, this isn't our rules. This is God's rules. We live and die by what God says, not what we think. I pray that this has helped you, and I pray that you land at the feet of Jesus. Amen. I pray that you become a child of God because you believe in Jesus Christ. Hey, guys, if this podcast has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless.